Welcome back to episode 151 of the Draft FC podcast. Welcome back to the Draft FC podcast, the podcast and website dedicated to all things official Draft FPL. My name is Mitch and I'm your host for another game preview, going over waiver options, hidden gems and some general Premier League chat ahead of game week 17. There were some massive results in game week 16, United getting thrashed 3-0 at home to Bournemouth, Sheffield United winning 1-0 at home to Brentford, we mentioned that fixture on the last episode, Villa beating league leaders Arsenal 1-0. Everton beating Chelsea 2-0, Fulham with back-to-back 5-0 wins with a very impressive thrashing of West Ham. Luton struggled on a bit against City but eventually succumbed 2-1 and then elsewhere fellow strugglers Spurs and Newcastle played out a 4-1 win for Tottenham. Now there is a full complement of European fixtures this week running from Tuesday through to Thursday which will be after the wave deadline. The wave deadline will be on Thursday evening at 6.30 UK time so there will be some European football going on at that moment and even after that ahead of Friday night football between Forest and Spurs. So I'm recording this episode on Tuesday the 12th of December so any team news, injury developments or press conference info up to date as of then and of course subject to change. Some of the players I'll be discussing in this episode include Alex Moreno, Richarlison, Jay Rodriguez, half the Bournemouth squad and a few more. So let's get into it. So let's start with Wave Watch. The main players coming in ahead of the weekend were Scott McTominay, Leon Bailey, Raul Jimenez, Maguire, McNeil and Andreas Pereira. So some good moves there. The players making way were Tommy Asu, Nick Pope, Elanga, Ward, Tyreek Mitchell and Leandra Trossard. So let's look at the fixtures and I'm going to start with Bournemouth who are into some form and now into some more nice fixtures. They've got Luton at home this weekend following that up with an away trip to Forest and then welcoming Fulham at home on Boxing Day. And they'll be looking to cement some points and league position from those games to set them up well down the stretch. Pleasingly, they're settling into a fairly consistent starting 11, which makes life a lot easier for draft managers, and we'll be talking about some of them very shortly. Then Villa, very low availability for their main guys, even in smaller leagues. Brentford away, Sheffield United at home in the next two really could get ugly scores for those teams. Brentford are threadbare at the moment, and Sheffield United at home won't trouble their high line at all. And under Wilder, they may actually try and play a bit, which could play nicely into Villa's hands. Bailey is one I had been sleeping on, but even at his lowest around Gaywick 9, his ownership remained around 40% in 10-team leagues. So enough of you put enough value in him and it's paying off. There is one I will mention and I'll be covering him very shortly. Chelsea are the other one who lots of people are talking about with their fixture on at the moment. But yeah, it's it's hard to really put too much faith in, in many of the Chelsea players at the moment. Obviously a very nice fixture on paper at home to Sheffield United this week. Following that, they've got Wolves, Palace, Luton, Fulham, then the trip to Anfield, but then Wolves and Palace after that. So a very nice run. But any of the players that you might want are very likely going to be gone. And I'm just not too interested in many of their fringe players at the moment. And I'm also not particularly interested in backing them for a clean sheet. Newcastle have a very nice upcoming set fixtures. Fulham at home, Luton away, and then Forest at home up until the Christmas period. So... 
Yeah, it's just difficult, really, because they're so knackered at the moment. They've just got hardly anyone to uh, to play out there. They're probably going to have to pretty much field the same team again in midweek for the Champions League game and then flog them all again at the weekend. Pleasingly, Callum Wilson came off the bench late for the Spurs game, so at least they'll be able to rotate him and Isaac for the next few weeks. But elsewhere, they really do need some of their key players to come back. Longstaff was the other one who uh, who was on the bench for that match, and they'll be very keen to get him back into the midfield for their important games too. And then the other team to highlight is Spurs and a very odd sort of fixture presentation really for the rest of the season. Now they've got a really horrible April period into May where they have Newcastle, City, Arsenal and Liverpool all in consecutive consecutive matches. They do finish with Burnley and Sheffield United which is quite nice to finish things off. But before then, a pretty good extended run of, of some winnable fixtures. There are a couple of tricky away trips at Brighton and United in there. But around that, there's Forest, Everton, Bournemouth, Brentford, Everton again, Brighton and Wolves both at home in the new year. So, yeah, not a bad time to get on the Spurs players. The only problem with them is who on earth you're going to pick. And I will be talking about Richarlison very shortly. But as I'll be saying, in my notes for him, the problem there is the surrounding team and the surrounding unit because, yeah, particularly as we head into January, forgetting about the fixtures, the uh, the African Cup of Nations and the Asian Cup mean, yeah, that a few key players will be will be heading out for for a holiday, and so uh, we do need to bear that in mind. So let's get into some of the picks. First one is Alex Moreno for Villa. Remember that guy? He's come on as a late sub in the last three. And now Dean has accumulated five yellow cards, so will be suspended for their trip to Brentford, paving the way for him for his first league start of the season. Ownership in 10 team leagues is currently just 25%, so he could be a very cheeky high-value one-week punt. And you never know, if he performs well, Dean's starting spot is by no means bulletproof, so he could be someone that you end up keeping for for a few weeks. He was drafted in two-thirds of draft leagues pre-season and since then ownership has just gradually dwindled but I expect he might see his first rise ahead of this weekend. Another player whose ownership I expect to rise this week is Richarlison for Spurs. Ownership amazingly is just 51% in 10 team leagues so half the leagues out there he is in the waiver pile. First start since returning from his operation and a very solid performance in front of goal with Son departing in a few weeks to the Asian Cup Richarlison is really going to have to step up for some, quite frankly, very winnable games. Spurs are entering, as I said, an extended run of decent fixtures, but the squad is just so thin on the ground. As well as Son departing for a month, potentially, Basuma and Saar will also be heading to Afghan. And as it stands, I'm not really too sure what the midfield will look like, which will obviously impact the team's uh, ability to progress the ball and ultimately put the ball in the back of the net. Still, I think Richarlison's value has jumped up massively this week and he will be very high on the wavered in list on Thursday night, I'm sure. A striker option to mention is Jay Rodriguez for Burnley. Three attacking returns in the last four and a home game now that they have to target for a win, but a game they are going to find very difficult. Maybe Burnley should ask for a 10-point deduction themselves to see if that fires a rocket up their asses. Burnley have only won twice this year and tellingly, That was against Luton and Sheffield United. I'm mainly highlighting him because his ownership is under 50%. And for those of you who have been streaming Strikers week to week, it's definitely worth bringing in for this weekend, maybe the next two. 
into some hidden gems. So these are guys with generally less than 10% ownership in 10-team leagues. Can start with Senesi for Bournemouth. 29 points in two weeks. Ain't bad. And I'll bet you good money he's near the top of the wavered in list for this weekend. Two-thirds of his points this season have come in the last week or so with a goal-clean-sheet combo in both of those games. A home game against Luton next up would see us flocking to Bournemouth defenders anyway. And as said, Senesi will definitely be top of the list. Kirkes, Zabani and Smith will all be popular too. And fine to pencil in as a, as a backup potential move for Senesi. Should just point out though, Senesi's best tally of goals for a domestic season ever is three. So his luck could be very close to running out. Another suspension to possibly take advantage of is Jared Branthwaite for Everton. So somebody will have to come in to partner Tarkovsky for their trip to Burnley. We've hardly seen anything of Godfrey, so I'd expect Michael Keane to come in briefly for this one. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's not him, so, so go at him at your peril. But it is him, gets his old club. Dyche obviously returning to his old club too, so they will be bang up for it. They're in top form at the moment. And not a bad one, really. You know, it's the sort of, you know, one of those where the expected narrative stat, you know, Keane to come in for his first start for a while against his old club. Wouldn't really bet against it. You can see it on match of the day already, Saturday night. Him nutting one in from a corner and you coming away with a nice 11-12 pointer for your draft team. For Fulham, Tosin, Adarabeo, just flagging for anyone looking at buying into the Fulham defence. Not a bad reintroduction to the team. So far this season, Fulham have won every game in which he started 5-0. So Newcastle, watch out. And back to Bournemouth, just to quickly discuss the supporting cast there. Tavernier, Cliver, Billing, Semenyo. You know, Bournemouth, Bournemouth's recent resurgence coincides with Billing being dropped from the starting lineup, but that hasn't stopped him from still being impactful from the bench. Still, it might put me off personally going for him in the waivers. Tavernier and Cliver would probably be better options, and both are hidden gem territory. Tavernier will be the obvious pick, but Cliver wouldn't be a bad one to settle on. Semenyo, as it goes, actually is nowhere near hidden gem territory. Such is the state of play with the striker market. His ownership has climbed up to nearly 90% in 10-team in leagues. And for my main league, as a third striker, he's currently sat on my bench. And then to Fulham, again, obviously mentioned a few of their guys last weekend. And the fact is, whoever you picked up probably would have come away with a return or two. Wilson and Kearney have 2 and 0.2% ownership respectively at the moment in 10-team leagues, which is crazy. It's always easy to inflate a player's stock when the club have been performing very well. When a team scores 17 in four games, it's very easy to boost a few FBL tallies. Wilson is the standout here, though I have been very impressed with Kenny too and would happily have either of them as a fifth mid moving forward. Then to the most hidden gem picks. This is a player with less than 10% ownership in 16 team leagues. And the player I'm going to go for this week is Barkley. Away to Bournemouth, you know, a lot of focus will be on Bournemouth in the waivers this week, but Luton will be looking at this as a game to target too. Barkley's just been starting to show a little bit of the sparkle that he once had a few years ago. And yeah, again, hopefully he'll be looking to put in a big performance for. Should also just blow a little bit of smoke up my own backside. What a most hidden gem pick McAtee was last week. First goal of the season. We don't get many of those on this one. And I'll just say it now as well, while I glanced his name earlier and he popped up on the radar, we popped up on the radar after sadly having his late goal VAR'd out against United at the weekend. 
And that's Dango Uatara. Definitely a future most hidden gem pick. Mark my words, that guy will have an FPL double digit points week before the season is over. You heard it here first. Notable one on the get rid list is Reese James. I'm just writing him off for now. Sounds like a few months, but it may as well be the whole season. Not one I'd be interested in spying on when he's due to return. Definitely not a hold. Just get rid and move on. Trade talk. I would definitely start to pay attention to your squad and some of those departures in January for AFCON and the Asian Cup. If you're looking at your list and you've got four or five players who are going to be heading off, then um, you may need to make some moves. And likely there's going to be too much value in those guys to waver them out. So start looking at some trades now. You could catch some unsuspecting managers that aren't aware they're going to be heading off for a few weeks. If you're looking at your squad and you've only got one or two, then I would seriously consider holding on because it's not going to be that long. There aren't many fixtures in January and if they get an early knockout, then they'll be back before January's out anyway. And it'll be probably two Premier League games at most that they will have missed, which really isn't the end of the world. So that's it for this episode. A reminder that the wave deadline is on Thursday evening ahead of the Friday night football game. Still a very good time of year and why not give yourself a festive treat by taking a peek behind the curtain of draftfc.co.uk if you haven't already. You can get a full one month free trial if you use our discount code draftfcpod when you check out. So no obligation to carry on after that and um, you have full access to everything that we've got going on behind the scenes. One interesting thing that I've been tasked to share on the pod this week for those of you that already signed up and use the site often If you go on your phone and if you go in your phone's web browser, I'm looking at Chrome, for example, but it will work on any of them, then you can add the main members area site, the app, as an app icon on your phone home screen. So, for example, when I go to the app on uh, on Chrome and if I hit the share button in the top right, just next to the URL and scroll down, there is the option on there to add to home screen. And that then displays with a lovely draft FC icon and means you can just tap on that for very easy access to everything that you already love and enjoy with the site. Thursday deadlines generally work out quite well for me because I have a little bit of free time, so I may do a little bit of a, an AMA on the Reddit, on the Draft FPL subreddit, so maybe check out on there if you want any last-minute advice. If you want to message me directly, as always, you can do on uh, on X or Twitter at Draft underscore fc any trades that have been going down let me know i'll discuss them on on future episodes anything at all very happy to talk shop on there for those of you that are discovering this podcast for the first time make sure that you click subscribe or follow on whichever platform that you're listening to so you don't miss out on any future episodes as they drop we're normally out two or three days before deadline although when times get tough it can be even tighter than that so uh, there will be some fun around Christmas Eve time and also for any long-term listeners why not leave us a review on the platform that you're listening to because it just helps get the podcast out there and share it with uh, other managers that may appreciate our content so best of luck ahead of game week 17 hope you get all the waivers that you want and all the points you need to win those matchups so until next time stay sure.